0: Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Pinewood Church. My name is Parker Manuel, and I'm the pastor here at Pinewood, and I have missed you so much But I am fired up to be back today, and I am fired up to preach to you today a word that I feel like God has given me out of Philippians. We've been working through Philippians, and we're going to be talking about Philippians chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn there. And we've been talking around this idea of heaven's agenda. And man, has has the messages not blessed you in this series so far through this summer? I mean, we got to hear from some of the greats. I mean... Matt Slaughter bring in a word. Strong Whoa. message, strong biceps. Love him so much. So <laughs> grateful for him. Highly encourage you go back to listen to that message. Pastor Dave Howitt brought a word. And then last weekend we got different pastor Trevor. And this series has just been so fun diving into the word with you. And I'm 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 excited to dive into the message tonight. We're so glad that you're joining us. And I believe that you're not here by accident. I believe that God has a message for you today. So let's lean in just a little bit as to what the Holy Spirit may wanna speak to you. Have you ever had a bad attitude? You're thinking, that is the dumbest question I've ever heard. Of course I've had a bad attitude. Especially in this season, I think it's safe to say that we all have had a pretty bad attitude at some point. Maybe you have a bad attitude right now. The reality about bad attitudes is that it can shift the atmosphere. You can walk into a room with a bad attitude where everything was great. All of a sudden, everybody in the room, you just took the mood down just a tad. Isn't that true? I mean, I know that my family feels this in the house. Whenever I walk into the house after I've had a rough day and I have a bad attitude, I can take the vibe of the whole house down. What was trending to be a fantastic night for my wife and my kids just went south real quick, Now we got drama. Now we got a saga. Daddy's in the house and things aren't going well. I walk in, I start complaining because it's too noisy. Granted, I gotta let you in. I got five kids, so it is crazy noisy constantly. Mm. It's okay. I love the noise. (laughs) I would be sad if it was gone. (laughs) A house is also a little messy. And if you know anything about me, you know that I love cleanliness. I love a clean and orderly household. And I walk in and I see this and it just sends me over the top, And then what happens when I start having a bad attitude, guess who else gets a bad attitude? The kids. Immediately the kids will start getting a bad attitude. And what's painful, if you're a parent in the house, then you know this is true, is that when you have a bad attitude and you start saying stuff that's, that's not great, they start saying it right back at you. And then you say, hey, you, you didn't chill out with the attitude. And you're like, wait a second. He sounds just like me. I just said that. And let me be real with you for just a second. I'm the type of personality that if I'm gonna walk in and, and have a bad attitude, I'm not gonna go to a level two. I'm going to a level 10. I'm going all in on this thing and I'm taking everybody down with me. Can you feel me on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of you experience moments of bad attitude. Like, like you have a bad day, you come home and then you just, boom, there you are. And everybody feels it. But for some of us, we experience seasons Of bad attitude. Now, I'm talking about the seasons that last maybe four to five weeks, maybe a month, maybe 19 weeks, COVID, you know. I mean, maybe, maybe like it's just the whole thing is like, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be straight with you. I've been in a bad attitude from day one. I hate this. And maybe that's you. I think it's a really important topic for us to talk about tonight. The title of today's message is Attitude adjustment. How many of you need an attitude adjustment? Yes. Now, I want to I I hear, I know what you're already thinking. You're already thinking, and I'm so glad that my husband is watching this message. I'm so glad that my kids, no, here, here's the deal. So glad my roommate is watching this. They have been terrible. No, this is for you. This message is for you. How many of you know that Attitude is directly influenced by how you think, what's between the ears, and how you perceive the world around you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your attitude is an inside out reality, not the other way around. Our, it's not our circumstances that should define our attitude. I was hiking with my son, this was a little while back, and they already are not huge fans of hiking, which is just, I just completely don't understand that because I love hiking and being in the mountains. And about five minutes in, he started just getting a little bit of a bad attitude. It's not bad yet, but it's getting there. Well, six minutes in, it was it was chaos. I mean, he was just whining, he was complaining, just like that. It shifted from like a nice family hike to Corey Is not happy about the fact that we're hiking on this beautiful fall day in the Rocky Mountains. Okay, this is the reality of it. And he's upset, he's whining, complaining, I'm getting frustrated. But what was so funny and really ironic about the whole experience for me was that he had a shirt on that said, good toed, good moot. Good toed, good moot. I think this is the reality for a lot of us. Yeah. We're griping, we're complaining, we're negative, and then you see somebody and it's like, oh, hey, hey, how's it going? Everything's great, how are you? <laughs> good yeah. too. To good mood. Yeah. They're negative, they're complaining, am I right? Am I right? They're negative, they're complaining everywhere. Yeah. But on social media, they'll post, like, just another adventure in the mountains with some incredibly poetic thing about how their life is perfect. And it's like, no, the reality is, like, Don't be fake about it. Can we just be honest in our conversation today to say, hey, look, I'm in a season right now where I have a really negative, really critical, and a really bad attitude. And let's just be real and honest with each other and say, that's how I'm coming into this thing. Not put on a facade or be hypocritical. I think if we can come at it to say that, I think we can see some real positive change in our life, maybe even an attitude adjustment. Philippians 2, 3 through 8 says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit already feeling convicted out of the text. But in humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out, not only for his interest, but also for the interest of others. Verse number five. This is where we're going to lean in heavy. So listen in. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. Woo. Christ Jesus, adopt that attitude. Not not a good example of what it looks like to have the best attitude, but the ultimate example of what it looks like. This is Christ Jesus' attitude. I want his attitude. Adopt that same attitude. Who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for this time, for this space that we can come together, hear about your word, and what you wanna teach us today, Father. I ask that your Holy Spirit be the teacher. Father, I know that there's not a person here by accident. Father, we can all use a little bit of attitude adjustment in our life. And so we lean in to hear from you today. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. 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 Our attitude will determine our altitude. This is not just a cliche statement, although it is a popular statement. I believe this is true, that our attitude will set the trajectory of our life. Yeah, right. And as if you know anything about trajectory, you, your trajectory could be going up or your trajectory could be going down, depending on the type of attitude that you have. Proverbs 17:22 says this, a joyful heart is good medicine. Isn't that true? A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up bones. Yeah, that's true. Right. In verse 3, he talks about some negative or maybe some bad attitudes. The first of which being selfish ambition. Selfish ambition. Selfish ambition says, this is my way. What's in it for me? When do I get my title? When do I get elevated? Selfish ambition. Ambition isn't bad, don't get me wrong. I'm very pro-ambition. I want to see some ambition in people's lives, some drive in their lives. And I think that's exceptional. I think ambition can take you far, but I think attitude can take you further. I think selfish ambition, though, selfish ambition is incredibly harmful, not only to you, but others around you. Selfish ambition first asks the question, how is this going to affect me? Instead of, how is this going to affect others? Wow. Yeah. This, is, uh, uh, this was a reality for me whenever my neighbors began renovating their home and they struck a well. They dug too deep and they struck this underground spring, not a well. That would be really bad. I don't know that they're building a house under a well, but they struck a spring that made water come up and hit our drain in our road. So every day that I would get out of the car, I would have to walk through this stream of water. And let me go ahead and tell you, my first reaction is, what an inconvenience for me. Can you believe that they dug so far? How inconsiderate do you have to be to say, I want a theater room, I'm gonna go down, and I'm gonna, (laughs) sorry neighbors if you're watching. That was my initial thought. I'm saying it's selfish. I'm saying straight up it's selfish. I shouldn't have had that thought, but am I being right? But we got, we got I, mean, I was, I was upset. I'm not gonna rattle you into my, my sin life, okay? Instead, my first thought should have been, man, I bet that's gonna be a lot of work to fix that. Man, I bet that's gonna be a lot of money or maybe I could step in. Now, this is, this is some radical revival thinking here, but I want you to follow me for just a second. What if for a second I thought to myself, what if I reached out to him to see how I could help be a part of the solution? That is living a life of selfless ambition. Yeah. That's right. Not what's in it for me, but what's in it for others. As oh. Jesus people, we are called to be others-minded. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Where does uh, your attitude come from? It is what you think. We're to be others-minded. And we see here Paul drawing a contrast in verses 3 and 4 from vanity to humility. Mm. From vanity to humility selfish ambition, conceit to humility, that life is not all about just me and what I want and what's in it for me. Uh, there's a couple in our church that I love that live out selfless ambition. Yeah. Mine. And this couple is a fantastic, young, married couple. And they have made it their drive, their ambition to help other young couples that are either uh, dating or engaged or newly wed to bring them together That's right. a- around God's word, around healthy community. And let me go ahead and tell you right now, this idea of having selfless ambition, it's not boring. It's not mundane. It's not, hey, you just have to give up everything that you love, all of your passions and desires to just live a selfless life. It's not that at all. No, this couple has taken their, their interest. They go on fun adventures together. They lead crew. Right, yeah. They're bringing people in. Why? They've t- because they've thought to themselves, you know what? What if, this is just crazy, but what if we took what we love, what we're called to, what our purpose and mission is in life, and what, what we already can get excited about, and what if we considered others first? You know what ends up happening is? They begin to build com- healthy community in a church. Yep. They begin to reach the lost. And in the end, guess what happens? God's blessing falls on Come them. On. Yeah. Amen. Everybody is blessed. A humble attitude produces harmony, unity, and blessing. Romans 12:3 says this: For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you: do not think of himself more highly. Than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. True humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less wow. and yeah. considering the needs and desires of others. How can I build up my brother? How can I build up my sister in the faith? That's good. Come on. How can I reach the lost? Humility is fertile ground for healthy growth. You see how the attitude of Christ, as the scripture says, is a humble attitude? Humility. James 4.10, humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. 1 Peter 5.6, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time. I want to encourage you right now, church, if you're having a hard time having a bad attitude, having a critical attitude, having a negative attitude, I want to encourage you right now in this one word, humility. Humble yourself before God. And I believe what you'll, ha- what you'll see happen little by little in your life, you'll be able to see God's favor, you'll be able to see unity come together, and you'll be able to see God's blessing fall in your life. It says in scripture right there that he will exalt you at the proper time. One positive thing about our attitude that I want to encourage you with today is that we have control over our attitude. It's not this out of control thing that, well, what circumstances hit me and then I have the freedom to choose whatever attitude, then I have the freedom that, no, 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 circumstances hit me and then like I can't choose whatever happens to me. It just is what it is. That's not true, and you know that's not true. And we have a choice to choose what type of attitude we have. You can't always choose your season. None of us would choose to be in the season that we're in, if we're being honest. None of us would choose to wear masks mask every day. None of us would choose to have to undergo quarantine and not be able to be around our friends or lose our jobs. None of us would choose the season. But you may not be able to choose your season, but you can choose your spirit. You can choose the attitude that you're going to have how you're going to respond. There's a saying that says that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. And I think that's true. In Jesus, our attitude transcends our circumstances. In Jesus, our attitude transcends our circumstances. And Paul and Silas are perfect examples of this. We see that Paul and Silas were sharing the gospel, being a bold witness, and then we see that they were arrested beaten, they were arrested, and they were put in prison next to a Roman jailer. And now Paul and Silas in this moment could have very well had a negative attitude. They could have been critical in the moment, like, God, why didn't I get mine? I gave you all, and I get this. But they didn't say that. They didn't woe me and write songs about why they're in prison and how sad they are. No. What did they do? They rejoiced, they praised God, and they witnessed to the Roman jailer. They took great opportunity in one of their darkest hours Amen. a good friend of mine who lives in west africa pastor Shadonke johnson found himself in a very similar situation he was preaching the gospel he was sharing the gospel and they arrested him and they took him back and they took him back to their barricades and they put him in this black box this small black box and it was hot outside and there was just this little opening for him to be able to look out and Pastor Shadonke could have in that moment just said, God, why? I've given everything to follow you. And now I'm going to end up in a black box. They're going to kill me. But what he ends up doing is he gets in the box and he begins to praise God. Wow, that's good. Good he begins to rejoice and to sing and sing and lift up the name of Jesus above all names and exalt the name of Jesus and humble himself before God and The commander kept asking, you know, go goes, shut him up. They beat on the door. They beat him. They say, shut up, stop singing. And he said, I can imagine he's thinking, you put me in this box. This is my box. I'll do what I want in my box. And he begins to praise Jesus all the more. He got louder and he got louder. And the commander finally said, bring that man to me. They pull Pastor Shadonke out of his box and they bring him before the commander. And he says, what gives you such courage to praise and worship This God, after everything that we're putting you through, he began to share the gospel with him and talk about how all of his strength, all of his power, all of his courage comes from Jesus. The commander said, Here's what I'm going to do go home, you dinner with your wife, enjoy a night at home, and then tomorrow I want you to come back and I want you to teach my men how to be as courageous as you. See, Pastor Shadonke, in that box, chose to have an attitude of gratitude. He chose to have an attitude of rejoicing, an attitude of giving glory back to God instead of just centering his focus and his intention on his, his self. He just got ripped away from his family, and he's praising Jesus. You see, Pastor Shadonke didn't know that his box would turn out to be his blessing. He's gone on to plant over 8,000 churches. Paul and Silas prison became their purpose. They would go on to plant more and more churches in every other city in the European continent, multiplying, multiplying. That's how we got here today. I'm telling you. We have control over our attitude. In Jesus, our attitude can transcend our circumstances. Our attitude is directly influenced by how we think. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. I think about bad attitudes. Let's go back to bad attitudes. We love love the good attitude story. The person that overcame the obstacle because they said, I'm gonna trust God, I have the good attitude. But I believe that there's some strongholds that can be built in your life when you maintain bad attitudes. Mm. A negative attitude. And I want to give you four strongholds in your life. First, we get the stronghold of comparing. This is a bad attitude that we need out of our life, is comparing your life to someone else. It is a joy killer, it is a purpose killer. Is it it is an identity killer? Yeah, that's good. Second Corinthians 10 12. For we don't dare classify or commend themselves, but in me and comparing themselves to others. So I just butchered that verse. I mean 2 Corinthians 10 12. Look it up. Number two, complaining. (laughs) Philippians 2.14. Nobody likes to be around someone who is constantly complaining, or speaking ill of a situation. We all know that our current situation is terrible. We don't all need to get around together and talk for hours and hours and complain about our current situations. Instead, I would rather hear how God is moving in your life. We should be celebrating, not complaining. Number three, criticism. Now, you may be even watching this broadcast just, just 30 seconds ago, and you thought, I cannot believe he forgot that text. How could you forget a a scripture that you memorized? Well, you know, already, you're you're being critical. There's a bad attitude. Come on, we already already talked about this. Let's just show some grace in this season. But nobody likes to be around someone who's a constant critic, criticizing people, criticizing atmosphere, criticizing restaurants. This is the bad attitude. And number four, this is one that I struggle with the most, and that is controlling being controlling of other people, constantly feeling like you have to control the atmosphere around you. And that's Proverbs 3:5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You see, the reality of our bad attitude is that your bad attitude will wreck your relationships and it will destroy your witness. But an attitude, that of Christ, an attitude of humility, will build relationships. It will multiply your impact. i want right. I'm to make this very practical for you. I wanna give you some practical handles as to some things that, some I will statements that I, I want us to leave with in, the, in our time together here. First is, I will not let negative people in my inner circle. I will not let negative people in my inner circle. You're going to be around negative people. That's inevitable. There's gonna be a negative people in the school. There's gonna be negative people in your neighborhood. You're going to be around negative people. That does not mean that you have to put negative people in your inner circle. We talk about this a lot, but you're the sum total of the five closest people around you. If you put somebody really close to you that's constantly comparing, constantly complaining or criticism or, or controlling, you are going to take on that attitude. Number two, I will not dwell on negative thoughts. I wanna help institute a rule in your life. We're gonna call it the three-second rule. Anytime a negative thought comes into your mind, I, this just happened to me. We were on vacation, and we just had a fantastic vacation, and you know we were uh, just finished time with family, and it was wonderful. And I was packing up the vehicle, and, and it was really hot. And, it, and in that moment where I was hot and sweaty, Immediately, I just began getting the worst attitude. I was mad at everybody. I was just like, if somebody even say something nice to me, I would would probably still be mad at you. And I remember in that moment, I just wanted to take it with the captain and say, it's a blessing that I can be with my family. It's a blessing that I get to go on a vacation. It's a blessing that we even have stuff to put in a car. I want to institute a three-second rule. Anytime you get a bad or negative thought in your head, attitude or thought, We're going to captivate it. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, bringing every thought into captivity, into obedience of Christ. And number three, I will replace negative thoughts with God's thoughts. When I have a negative thought about a situation or a circumstance, I want to think to myself, how would God feel about this? What would God say about this? How would God respond to this? And I want to take every thought captive and then I want my, my thoughts and my response to be, what would Jesus do? Yeah, that's good. The latter part of this text, in verses 9, 10, and 11, it says, For this reason God highly exalted him. God highly exalted Jesus. And he gave him a name that is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that a good good, good news for us today? Jesus, the name that is above every name. We know from John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I want to give you an invitation today to say yes to the name that is above all names. One day, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I want to tell you today that he could be your savior today or he can be your judge tomorrow. Let's make him our savior today. Let's say that I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to declare that there is no name higher than the name of Jesus. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus down to this earth to live a perfect and a sinless life, to go to a cross, to die on a cross for your sins and for my sins and for the sins of the world. He stood in the gap, and he paid the penalty where otherwise we deserve death, Jesus took that death on our behalf. But he didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave three days later, victorious, and now he is seated with the Father on his right hand. And it's through his death, through his burial, and through his resurrection that we might have life. In Ephesians 2.89, it says, For by grace, God's unconditional love in our life, for by grace, you are saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. Today, God is offering you a gift. It's a free gift. And it's the gift of his grace. And today, if you put your faith and your trust in him and believe in him, you too can be saved. I'm gonna pray a prayer of salvation. And I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me from wherever you are. Pray this prayer out loud. Let's, pl- let's pray this prayer together. Pray this out loud by faith. Would you say this with me? Would you say, Jesus? Jesus, I acknowledge that I need you. I confess that I have sinned against you. you. And right now, by faith, faith, I say, Jesus is Lord. Lord." Thank you for forgiving me. me. By By your grace, I am saved. And by your power, I am set free. If you made that decision to say yes to Jesus today, then I am celebrating with you. I think that's the best decision of your life. And I wanna know who you are. We wanna walk with you on your spiritual journey. So would you go to pinewood.church? You can see a connect tab on top. Hit that connect tab. Let us know who you are. Let us know some of your story. Our mission at Pinewood is to meet people where they are and to point them to Jesus. And so we believe that today is the start of your journey. And we wanna walk with you on that journey. Would you pray with me as we close? God, we love you so much. We're so thankful for those that said yes to Jesus. We're so thankful for your word and pointing us to how we can have the attitude as that of Christ Jesus. So Father, may we have that your attitude. May we think your thoughts. May we have your perspective on the world around us. We're so grateful for your word and how it can change and transform our lives. Father, we pray that, God, I pray that it starts right now and that we would apply what we have heard. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.